0: Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mournette, and today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, ADOPT, Naperville Men's Glee Club, and the Naperville Education Foundation. You're watching Spotlight and joining me now from ADOPT is their board president, Laura Nagelbach. Welcome to the show, Laura. Hi, Jane, thanks. Thanks for having me today. Really pleased to see you. And we're gonna start with a question about ADOPT, obviously with the pandemic. So how has ADOPT had to pivot to continue to serve the community?
1: Well, when the COVID first started, uh, everything shut down very quickly and they immediately started to work on finding fosters for a lot of the animals. They were able to place all but two or three dogs and just a few of the cats in foster homes. And most of them were adopted uh, by their foster families, which was just wonderful. Uh, They have continued their adoptions, although they've uh, had to change some of the policies. Uh, They had to uh, go to a virtual adoption where we actually had them send in the applications, the adopt potential adopters, it send in the applications, and they had to um, do a virtual meet and greet with the adoption counselors, and then uh, the people did get to come in safely with masks once everything was fine and meet the animal and then be able to sign the contracts and take them home which was still very nice so even in 2020 with such a difficult time they were able to adopt out 570 some dogs and cats wow which was just terrific
0: yeah that's a lot it really well it's well. it's kind of and so did they get to meet the kitties and the uh and the dogs of, of via zoom was that kind of like the meet and um, greet <laughs> They were looking at them online
1: first, the adopters, and then they would make an appointment. So it was really a nice one-on-one opportunity for one of the staff members who was serving as an adoption counselor and the potential adopters to just spend quality time answering questions, let that adopter have all the time they needed to figure out if that was the right animal for them.
0: That's wonderful. Now, you know, in terms of that fostering, and then you said a majority of the people that fostered turned into adoption. So is that like a little uptick for you, Laura, in terms of how many animals were adopted?
1: Yes, Jane, that's correct. Um, One of the goals for this year is to really increase the foster base because we found out that a lot of the animals that might have been nervous in the shelter uh, did so much better in someone's home. They became more comfortable. They showed their true selves. And people just fell in love with those dogs or cats while they were fostering them. In fact, one of our board members adopted a cat that she was fostering. Uh, through part of COVID and ended up adopting.
0: So uh, having that opportunity to foster must have been really nice. Did you see an uptick in the number of people that wanted to foster, obviously, in this kind of crazy time?
1: Oh, yes. I think the shelter was uh, almost inundated with people that wanted to foster animals while they were working from home or the children were home from school. Uh, There was just so many people that were interested in helping the shelter. It was really amazing and, and very fulfilling for Our director and for the staff because they were really it was just a shell uh, group that was holding down the fort basically we weren't able to take uh, have volunteers spend any time at the shelter It, it was just so fulfilling for the people that were there to see how many people cared and stepped up to help the animals
0: that's wonderful now i know one of the things that you offer the community is support in the whole medical area uh, with the animals so talk a little bit about that laura and what you've been able to do through this pandemic with your medical services
1: oh yes as soon as it was safe to do so um, we brought our veterinarian back in because we do have our own shelter vet we have our own uh, medical staff Uh, we began to contact Um, other rescue groups to let them know we were out there and we were ready to start helping them with their spay and neuter. There was a backlog because for a while everyone had to stop doing that but we currently are helping 15 other rescue groups with spaying and neutering their animals and uh, in 2020, they did succeed in um, spay neutering. I think it was um, over 1,600 cats and dogs, which is a wow, lot.
0: That is a lot. Yeah. Well, and those are important <laughs> services, obviously, right?
1: Oh, huge, huge, because there's a lot of rescue groups that don't have a clinic like we do. Um, and our, So we almost serve as a veterinary service for some of these rescue groups and do other um, some specialized surgical procedures as well.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Now that obviously all costs money. Uh, So one of the things that you're known for is your walkathon, you're making strides for strays. So is that gonna be an event that takes place this year in 2021?
1: Yes, Uh, once again, we have decided uh, to hold a virtual walkathon. We did that also in 2020, and it was actually very successful because people were very generous and wanted to continue to help adopt and help the animals. Uh, so, it will be virtual. There's a lot of information on our website, and in fact, there's a special link uh, regarding the walkathon. So, it, it will be held the first Sunday as traditional uh, in May, so May 2nd of this year.
0: Okay, wonderful. So, people can just go to your website, sign up, and get involved in that, and that certainly helps you, right? That helps support a lot of the work that you're able to do at the shelter. Oh.
1: It's our biggest fundraiser of the year Jane. Yes, it's a tremendous help. Uh, People can create their own teams and do virtual walks with friends and family. They can create videos of themselves doing walks. There's all kinds of ideas on our strides for strays link on our website
0: okay and laura how you know obviously uh everything is constantly evolving now right as we kind of are moving through 2021 how can people get involved with the shelter at this point what are the opportunities there
1: well at this point we have not recalled our volunteers i know many are anxiously waiting to get back into the shelter to continue volunteering we are hoping that once our staff has the vaccines, uh, we will be able to call the volunteers back in and begin volunteer orientation for new volunteers. Until then, um, we do have a wish list on our website, and people can go on there and they can look at the items that the shelter needs. Um, There's always opportunities to um, bring things in, drop things off, send it through Amazon. Amazon Smile is one of our uh, partners, which helps us raise some money as well. So there's a lot of opportunities still, even though they can't get into the shelter to volunteer.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Well, and I'm, I'm quite sure that, uh, you know, there will be a line at the door when the shelter opens back up. Oh, and uh, yeah, we're so appreciative of the work that you do on behalf of all our furry friends. So thank you so much for stopping oh, by, Laura. Thank
1: you, Jane. Thank you for having me. That was a, it was very nice to talk with you and share our information.
0: You're welcome. And if you're interested in learning more about ADOPT and the services they offer for our furry friends, please go and visit their website. We're gonna take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight.
2: For more than 150 years, You've believed in Bucy. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Bucy's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Bucy, grateful to serve the communities we call home. Want to get more eyes on your business while supporting Naperville's nonprofit TV station? Advertise on nctv17.com, which draws tens of thousands of viewers each week for the latest in local news, sports, and events. Or put an ad in NCTV17 News Update, an email sent to thousands of subscribers every Monday through Friday. Visit nctv17.com/slash advertising for details.
0: If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Winnett, and joining me now is John Rakes. He's the artistic director of the Naperville Men's Glee Club. So welcome to the show, John.
3: Thanks for having me on, Jane. My pleasure.
0: Always good. I would sing your intro if only I had a good voice and I was a part of the Glee Club. But uh, we'll save everybody from that, and we'll start right out with you in terms of what you've been doing with the chorus. How have you been able to keep it an active chorus during this very difficult time?
3: Yeah, well, we've been staying active with uh, keeping our regular rehearsals going. Um, We rehearse via Zoom, but that comes to a conclusion this Saturday, where we actually uh, have our first in-person rehearsal. Um, We're keeping up with the Zoom for uh, those singers who still want to rehearse remotely. But uh, come this Saturday, we'll be rehearsing uh, in a kind of a more traditional way, of course, at a distance and with masks, Um, but that's some exciting news that we're looking forward to in the immediate future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now I know that you actually, because I think we talked about this once before, but you have some special masks that you use for singing. I know for me, I find it hard even talking through the mask sometimes, right, to be heard. So tell us just a little bit on that, John.
3: Yeah, um, we ordered a uh, singer's masks for all of our singers. They're actually uh, through what's called the Broadway Relief Project. Uh, these were created and crafted by uh, Broadway set designers and costume designers um, who have been you know, out of work since Broadway has been uh, out of commission due to COVID. Um, So we ordered them through them, and uh, we even got them personalized with some uh, NMGC uh, graphics on them, and uh, we've been using them whenever we've been able to get together to sing. But yeah, they they have a frame, and they they put the mask further away for the singer, so it's comfortable to breathe and sing through, and uh, it's also adjustable, so it it does its job of tightening to the face and...
0: That's wonderful. That's wonderful.
3: In the mask.
0: Yeah. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Well now, so you're moving to more of that in-person rehearsal, which means you're you're getting prepped, I know, for a June 6th performance. So talk a little bit about that, if you would. Tell us uh, what's going on there.
3: Yeah. So we have a Sunday, June 6th uh, performance on the books. Um, We will be performing outside at the parking lot at Yellow Box Theater, which is part of a community Christian church. Concert's at three o'clock. The cool thing about this is it's, uh, we've been titled it Drive-In Dreams because you'll be driving in as an audience member in your car. We will be broadcasting the concert uh, locally via an FM uh, receiver so you can stay in your car tune to the channel and listen to the concert, or uh, also just you know pitch a lawn chair by your car and enjoy the concert um, as we perform it uh, in the parking lot.
0: That's awesome, it's kind of a little bit of like the old fashioned drive-in. I absolutely love that, tuning it in through the FM radio.
3: Yeah, and because of that, um, there's gonna be a set of uh, movie music. Uh, we uh, just released actually a uh, virtual choir of a piece will perform um, at this concert. It's a uh, um, an arrangement for men's voices of the James Bond theme. <laughs> so, I encourage your viewers to go on our YouTube channel and check out that virtual choir performance kind of a teaser trailer for this uh, drive-in concert.
0: Lovely, lovely. Well, now, if this is getting people motivated and we've got some men out there who are thinking, gosh, I am ready to sing, how do they become a member of the Naperville Men's Glee Club?
3: Yeah, well, um, we are a group that's always looking to welcome new singers in. Uh, The best way to get to know us is just to come to a rehearsal. Uh, We rehearse on Saturday mornings at 9.30 to 11 at Church of the Brethren on uh, Jefferson Street, not very far from uh, downtown. Um, so you can check out our website for more information. You can get in contact us uh, via our membership chair. Um, you can also just come to a rehearsal and definitely mark your calendars for the concert. That's a great way for, uh, uh, to get to know us too.
0: Okay. Now, if I was thinking about it, do I have to have sort of, if you will, a little bit more professional Glee Club experience? Do I have to have done that in high school or college or, you know, give give our viewers a sense, John, of, of the level and, and kind of the range of experience that your singers have?
3: Yeah. Well, we, we are an audition group, so experience does help. Um, many of our singers have sung in collegiate Glee Clubs. Um, in their college days. Uh, many of our singers have studied voice uh, privately. Some of our singers currently uh, sing in their church choirs in addition to the Glee Club. Um, so while it's an audition group we, uh, I open up the audition to anyone who's interested and uh, we do a voice hearing and figure out how you might be placed in the group.
0: That's wonderful. Now give me an idea of the age range, you know? What are we looking at?
3: Yeah, well, we have singers uh, who are in their 20s all the way up to their 70s and 80s. <laughs> so uh, we're a really inter- intergenerational group, and uh, that's great to see. Yeah. yeah i, I together on a Saturday morning to sing.
0: Absolutely. I would imagine there's some good social friendships that come out of that as well.
3: Yeah, the camaraderie and the fellowship is is fantastic.
0: That's great. Now, give us an idea. You talked a little bit about the uh, sort of the James Bond uh, music, but what's your typical repertoire kind of sound like, John?
3: Yeah, we do a wide um, variety of repertoire. We do some um, Glee Club Classics uh, standards. Um, one of our standards is uh, a, a glee club song you know it's all about come come and sing together we're, we're lifting up our voices to sing um, we do some uh, more contemporary uh, pieces um, on this concert we're doing a, a new contemporary arrangement of the sounds of sound of silence simon and garfunkel classic um, we do spirituals there will be a spiritual set as part of this concert um, some moses hogan um, some Ride in the Chariot, uh, old classic uh, spiritual arrangement by Smith. Um, the movie music, uh, and then we're also doing a set just about Love of Song. Um, That's because wonderful. Because we're coming together for our first concert in quite a while, so we want to celebrate just being able to, to sing together.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure that that will be a tremendous concert just because the enthusiasm will be so great on the part not only of your members of the glee club but those who are able to come and enjoy the enjoy the concert as well, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We also we also try to always, always have a piece of uh, <laughs> kind of a, a piece of coral candy that uh, is really a comedy piece. And uh, this concert actually features two of those. Um, one song's called "Manly Men," which is all <laughs> about being a male chorus, <laughs> and it's got a lot of witty uh, musical humor. Uh, and then we're also doing a, a movie musical farce called Star Wars which is actually a, a medley of John Williams tunes that we sing to different texts that are lifted from the Star Wars movie. That's, that's great. Expect <laughs> so that's, that's some real uh, ham appeal there. Uh, a lot of use of props and staging. Uh, we, we have a lot of fun with things like that.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Well, we look forward to seeing that concert on June 6th. We thank you so much for stopping by, John.
3: Yeah, well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Hope to see you at June 6th.
0: Okay, at the Community Christian Church, right? That's right. Okay, wonderful. So if you would like to find out more about the Naperville Men's Glee Club, please go and visit their website. We're going to be right back after a few short messages. Stay with us.
2: For more than 150 years, You've believed in Bucy. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Bucy's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Bucy, grateful to serve the communities we call
0: home. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from the Naperville Education Foundation is their executive director, Wendy Gooch. Wendy, welcome to the show. Hi, Jane. So nice to be here. Always nice to chat with you. And I know it's been an incredible year, but we're going to start out by just giving the viewers a better understanding about the Naperville Education Foundation and your relationship with Naperville School District 203.
4: Oh, sure. Um, Well, the the foundation was founded in 1992, where the philanthropic arm of Naperville Community uh, School District 203. Um, And really what we do is we create opportunities for students that go above and beyond the tax, uh, the district's tax supported budget. Um, And that's kind of a nutshell, but really more specifically, What we do is we bring great ideas to life through our express grants and our annual grants. Uh, We remove barriers to learning through our Kid Booster Anonymous Fund and more recently the Kid Booster Crisis Fund. Um, And then we also support each school's unique community. And we do that through our before and after school programs, as well as school appreciation grants that are kind of discretionary grants that are given to schools um, to meet their unique needs.
0: That's why that's a lot of stuff that you're doing. Uh, a very broad range, yeah, very broad range of programming, obviously. Yeah. But one of the things I'd like to kind of zero in a little bit on is that Kid Booster Crises Fund, because quite clearly we are, you know, hopefully starting to emerge on the backside of a crisis. But you really stepped to the plate with that fund. So talk a little bit about what was involved there, uh, how you raised the money, and how it was used to support students and families in the district.
4: Sure, um, well, back in March of 2020, um, we had a breakfast fundraiser that we were getting ready for. And literally days before the event, um, we had to cancel it. Um, so it kind of threw us into a, this mode of what are we doing now? Um, but at the meantime, in the lead up to that, we had been really listening to our community and hearing from um, community members through social media, through emails, of. Um, you know, what can we do to support our families? They knew that, you know, crisis was coming. Um, so when we had to cancel the event, we canceled it, I think, on a Friday. And by Monday morning, we had created the Kid Booster Crisis Fund. And that was really to uh, address and meet the needs of students and their families that were going to be impacted the most by the crisis. Um, so it was listening to the community, but it was also having a very responsive board. We're governed by a board of trustees. Um, who was really willing to step up to the plate and say hey like you know let's do something right now um, and and meet those immediate needs it's also a partnership with our social workers our social workers um, through the kid booster anonymous fund which we've had for years um, have been partners in identifying needs of students and families um, connecting to community resources and then when nothing else is found coming to us so with the crisis fund we sort of expanded that Um, into basic needs, uh, to uh, rent and uh, mortgage payments, uh, to meals for evenings and weekends, for transportation costs, even later on into childcare. Um, We bought coats through the winter, um, all sorts of things uh, just for families who were really impacted by COVID. Um, So that's been an amazing experience, but our community really stepped up to help. I mean, once we put the call out um, the neighborville community just um, really came in full force with um, helping those needs. So we raised, I believe, over two hundred thousand dollars. and that was really through individual donations that was from community foundations such as the DePage Foundation, the Calamos Foundation. Um, some of our founders from nineteen ninety two came forward um, to donate. So it was really you know kind of all-encompassing coming in to help um, our community. And so it was a fantastic um, experience. It still exists today. We are still funding, um, and we're kind of seeing that evolve as well.
0: Yeah, and I think, um, you know, one of the important things, obviously, is that we we are blessed to be in a relatively affluent community, but what I think oftentimes people don't realize is there is a very large percentage of the kids that attend our schools who are not in a situation uh, where they have all of the resources that perhaps other students do. So uh, that is where that kid booster Crisis Fund has been so important. Um, Wendy, as, as you're starting uh, with the school district, it's transitioning back into the buildings in a more uh, larger way how do you see the needs uh, of your students and families evolving and how do you see NEF meeting those needs
4: well what we've seen through this school year already um, is our teachers and staff they're adapting right to the changing learning environment um, and what we've seen along the way is our existing programs they're using those in a way to meet those um, changing needs so for for example um, with our express grants, we've seen teachers ask for and, and receive funding for things like washable books um, or for preschool or for um, you know, things like individual play sets because maybe the group you know uh, play furniture in a preschool um, can't be used because of safety protocols. So they're using that funding for those types of things. And again, this is you know, beyond the district's tax-supported budget that we're funding. Um, so we've seen them kind of adapt like that, and we're adapting along the way. So right now with our Express Grant Grants, um, which is you know, kind of a fast, easy way to get funding uh, on a rolling rolling monthly cycle, uh, we're extending that into the summer now. So summer school teachers will be able to access that and kind of enhance those learning experiences for the summer. Um, and really, just as what we did with the crisis fund in listening to um, you know the needs out there with our community, we're also listening to the to the needs of our, our staff. And as students come back into the schools, and staff is you know seeing what those needs are, testing is happening, and they're identifying what the needs are. We're sort of poised to to step in and make our programs as flexible as possible. Um, And even create new ones if we need to. Um, But we really are relying on the Naperville 203 staff to tell us what those needs are
0: that's wonderful well and it certainly you have been incredibly adaptable right from the get-go and as we talk about kind of that major fundraiser and that getting canceled a few days uh, right before last year normally at this time of year you'd be with us in the studio uh, working on video projects for your building a passion breakfast which is your major fundraiser uh, Wendy what is your plan for this year as far as fundraising events and and just fundraising through the rest of the year
4: Right. So normally, yes, we would be creating those great videos with uh, NCTV 17 and telling our stories, um, which we'll be doing again. Um, and we'll have new stories to tell for sure. But um, so we're actually planning already for our annual breakfast to come back um, in March 2022, uh, which, you know, we'll be here before we know it. Um, and that will be an in person event. And we'll be actually celebrating. Uh, the foundation's 30 year anniversary, which is really exciting. It's hard to believe that it's been around for that long. Um, and it's still making such a difference in the lives of students. So we really wanna celebrate all those years of, of making a difference, but we also wanna celebrate our community too, right? Because pandemic or not, they've always stepped up to help the students of Naperville 203 and we really want to celebrate that. So we're really looking forward to that. So lots of planning you know, mm-hmm. already underway. Um, and then we also have uh, Team NEF, which is, uh, this will be our eighth year forming Team NEF, which is a group of parents, uh, staff, community members, students, alumni, who all come together um, to raise funds and awareness uh, for NEF or the school of their choice by participating uh, as charity heroes in the Naperville Half Marathon in 5K, which this year will be October 17th. Um, so it's, it's really a fun event. Um, you know, there's a lot of community building going on, a lot of great spirit of a uh, school community. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, and each, each member commits to raised $103 and they can choose half of that money to go back to their school of their choice, or they can choose uh, for it all to go to NEF. Um, and then if they do choose to go to the, half to go to the school, then half can go to um, funding district wide programs that uh, NEF provides.
0: Okay, so thank you, Wendy. I appreciate you stopping by. Thanks so much, Jane. And if you would like to learn more information about how to assist the students in District 203 through the Naperville Education Foundation, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. If you would like to learn more about the organizations featured on this episode, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wynette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.